Welcome to episode number 278, Prep Basketball. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Heck, Gabe, and Earl. Prep basketball in this episode, we have special guest Earl Piner. We cover topics that range from basketball business, coaching, faith, leadership, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ken Perot and Wayne Dyer. Guys, if you're new, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Earl, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Again, I'm extremely excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. So um, actually, our um, we met back in 2006. Um, so th- it's a- obviously it's been a long time coming. Um, and so we've known Earl for quite some time. Um, and now it's, it's really cool to reconnect. And uh, everyone's doing their own thing right now. And so we brought him on. He's going to talk a little bit about what he does and who he is. Um, but we know who he is, uh, even though we haven't connected in a while. So this is going to be fun for us as well. But Earl, uh, for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Awesome. Well, again, thank you. Uh, again, my name is Earl Piner. Um, 42 years old, which is crazy to say. Feel, feeling young, but 42 years old. And uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, I'm a lot of things, but I guess in a nutshell, um, in kind of in, in, in order of importance, I'm a Jesus follower. I'm a, a dove, devoted, devoted husband and, and father of uh, three wonderful kids. And then uh, again, I'm a business owner. I'm a, you know, I'm a, a guy out there just for, you know, in the pursuit. So that's in a, in a nutshell, I know we'll get into some of those different things, but that's, that's who I am. All right. Awesome. So, um, so ever since we've known you, um, obviously you've been a basketball player, you played basketball in high school and college, um, and then you kind of transitioned into coaching. So give us a little bit of history about your basketball background and then how you got started in the coaching industry. Yeah, for sure. So, um, again, 42 is, is the age, right? And, and I was kind of thinking about, it's funny, I graduated college 21 years ago. So I kind of well, wow. skipped the first half of my life, right? We can kind of talk from uh, graduation on. And so, yeah, I played college basketball, had a pretty you know decent career there. Um, great times, met some great people, obviously. Part of our connection is because of school and, and some some guys that I knew who led into some business things and uh, graduated and and uh, you know had a business degree and and but like most people, um, I kind of took the first job that was offered to me you know and and it wasn't really a, a something I was into it was just you know out of school bills loans real world and and kind of what's next for me and so honestly a lot of the basketball was kind of done at that point you know I I um, played some you know, kind of some semi-pro-ish, like, you know, some kind of high-level leagues in the area, but nothing pursuant to, uh, you know, overseas or anything like that. Um, it truly was kind of out the door of school and, and kind of real world for me. So so basketball, honestly, was kind of put to the side for for quite a while. Um, and it was. It was just the work, the nine-to-five. Um, I'd always had that entrepreneurial spirit, always, you know, willing to work and, and 
and, um, you know, go after that next thing. And, and um, again, through some relationships from school, end up uh, linking up in business and, and um, you know, a business team, a development team that was, you know, kind of in that sport nutrition stuff. So it was kind of getting me closer back to kind of my, my niche of, of, you know, being an athlete and, and some of that stuff. And again, obviously we, we kind of connected there um, and, you know, things were good. I mean, it was, a, it was a grind. I was learning a ton, you know, um, I, to me, it was, you know, even having that business degree, you know, being a part of this business development team was, was cool. It was, night after night, just learning about myself, learning about, you know, uh, leadership, learning about putting together a team and, and uh, you know, just that drive. Um, and, and again, from my perspective, it was, you know, it was just a grind. I was getting older. It was, you know, you know, having some success um, and, you know, again, just trying to follow that, that pursuit, you know, again, just, just really trying to, to go out after it. Um, Life-wise, I was, you know, married. I ended up having a um, uh, my first son, um, and then life kind of hit hard for me. Uh, you know, it was right around 2012. Um, ended up going through a divorce, two-year-old, a uh, two-year-old son. Um, in my mind, it was one of those things where, you know, I thought I was doing everything right. You know, I'm out providing for my family, living right. You know, all this stuff, and and uh, you know, kind of this is where some of that faith kind of sets in. Is is, you know, I think it was it was I, I wasn't doing what God had you know, in, in, in store for, you know, I wasn't, you know, so when I say I wasn't living right, I was living right, but it wasn't living for what he had for me, you know? And, and, yeah. you know, I think some choices I had made kind of put me in a situation that, you know, he, I wasn't hearing his voice, you know, and, and at, at some point, you know, it's just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you hear what I have to say, you know? And, and like I said, the kind of the divorce thing happened, um, you know, I went to that phase where it literally just kind of, you know, why, why, why me? I'm thinking I'm doing everything right. You know, what's going on. And, and there was that time of just, you know, it was, you know, at that point it was kind of a pivot. It was obviously focusing on my son at the time. Um, financially, it took a major, major hit there. Um, and it was, it was really, you know, I had, I had had that relationship with God, but it was, it was kind of a, I call him when I need him type thing. And, and, you know, this is one of those things where I really kind of, forced me to slow down, reassess my life and, and, and lean on them a little bit more, you know, and, and, um, you know, again, I don't know how far you guys get into some of these topics, but I think, um, Proverbs three, five, six, it was like, it's one of my favorite, favorite verses. And those that are listening can go look it up if they don't know it, but, um, it was me in a nutshell. I had no clue. I had no, you know, no understanding of why I was in this situation, but, it was because I was trying to create my own path, you know, and, and just not leaning on him and others, you know? And so uh, for me, it really was, it was like, you know, you need to, you need to slow down, you know, and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to force you to slow down a little bit, you know? And I think the great thing out of that though, is that, that, um, you know, he had my best interest at heart, you know, at, 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 you know, again, you know, even though I thought I had no right plan, he had a bigger plan for me. And so, that kind of was what led me to basketball in a sense. And, um, you know, the business team that I was a part of, you know, because of my situation now being a single dad and not having necessarily the freedom to go out and, and after work, go out and pursue, you know, some of this business stuff, um, you know, that kind of took, you know, kind of went by the wayside. Let's just call it what it is. I wasn't able to put in the, the time and devote the energy to that. Um, and now it's just single dad, you know, what's next for me. Uh, financially, literally taking a big hit. And so, you know, I, I had always been willing to work, you know, so I, in my mind, it was like, you know, if I need to go get a second, third job working at McDonald's or wherever, I'm going to go do it. Um, 
what's crazy is I, I don't even know. And this is, again, this is all a God thing for me. You know, I, I don't even remember when I wrote these notes down um, or what, but I, I was kind of going through my phone and clean out. And I literally had, and I say notes because we're now in the, the new world age where we don't write things on paper. Right. And I literally had these notes of like, you know, what it would take to kind of start up, you know, doing some training, you know, and, and I don't want to say it was a business thing. It was more of a, um, how can I make a couple of extra bucks, you know, without necessarily that, 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 you know, structured part-time job. And, um, I just had literally had kind of what it would cost me to get, you know, equipment, basketball equipment, how much I could charge, just, just, just brainstorming. And that's, that was around 2012, 2012-ish, right? Um, but then I never did anything with it. You know, it was kind of like solid, kind of brushed it aside and just continued to live life. And um, it was around 2015. So, so 2014, I ended up meeting my now current wife. And, and uh, I'm sorry, 2013, met her. We ended up getting married 2014, have two additional kids, Um amazing blessing and that's a, again a whole different story in itself but um yeah. but one of her um cousins you know we're at his house i think it was a christmas party or something and he knew i played basketball just through conversation and his he had a son who was i think 10 at the time and literally he was like man why don't you train my son kind of jokingly yeah yeah, yeah. and i kind of was like hey I, i'd be open to that you know and again it was kind of like four years in between seeing those notes and then him kind of throwing that idea, it all kind of literally within a matter of months kind of, kind of came to play, you know? Wow. Um, and so I know that was probably long and drawn out to kind of where, how it started. Uh, but that was kind of all these little different events that, that again, I didn't even really, really know what I wanted to start a basketball business, you know, but it was pretty cool. All right. So, so let's fast forward a bit. So from 2015, um, to the last couple of years, how does prep basketball uh, become established? Like, how did you formalize it? How did you know you had something? Obviously, uh, you were coaching uh, friends and family, and then you then made it something, um, I guess, more legitimate. Um, right. So how did that process manifest. Yeah, I mean, it really was. It was. It was one. And um, again, I, you know, like I feel, I, I want to think I was business savvy at the sense. So I, you know, <laughs> yeah. once I started training him, um, I started making up some flyers and things like that and some little pamphlets. Um, but I, you know, even then it wasn't like I was necessarily going out and handing them. I just kind of had them on hand. Yeah. But um, my, the business really, truly just grew from word of mouth. You know, he, I was training him and then um, his, um, my, so I was training the kid. His mom's boss had a kid who was played basketball. And I guess she started hyping me up about it. And next thing you know, I'm getting a call from this guy. And, you know, I'm starting to so now I'm down training too. And then, um, you know, it was just, it truly was, it was just a snowball effect of that, that mom loved what I was doing. And, you know, for me, I was, I think my, what I try to do differently than what I saw out there with other trainers was I really tried to create kind of a, a unique, um, training regimen if you will it wasn't a one size fits all cookie cutter it was truly i wanted to get to know this kid i would do a free evaluation kind of find out what they you know what they were looking to do and then i would really create a training program for them so it wasn't a you know it was going to be unique to that individual and then i was also willing to travel you know to their houses and 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 work out in the in the driveway and i you know i live in a 
pretty affluent area, one of the richest counties in, in America. Um, so it was, it was, it's almost odd that a kid didn't have a, a basketball hoop in their driveway. Yeah. Uh, and, and moms love that. They love the fact that, you know, cause they were used to, you know, you know, transporting their kids all over the, the, the area, the things. And they're like, what, you're going to come to me, you know? Yeah. So I think that was one of those things, a staple of the convenience for them, you know, how I was really individualizing my program. And it was like, I mean, literally just popped like crazy. I'm getting calls left and right. And, and just the, the word of mouth grew. So that's really kind of where it was, um, kind of how it started to really scale was that um, one another, again, one of the kids that, that I knew, um, he was doing some kind of team training with a guy. And um, the mom's like, hey, I have this, this coach, um, Wesley, and I, again, I don't know if we can say names, but Wesley's coach, um, he, um, he wanted to get in contact with you about training his son. And, and I'm like scratching my head, like, he's a coach. He, he's, you know, why does he want me to train his son? You know, it was just kind of like, right, it didn't right. really make sense. So I was like, sure, give him my number and, and we connect. And, um, he's like, yeah, I heard about you. I, you know, I want to know if you'd be open to training my son. And, and I'm still just kind of like, okay, I wanted to say like, okay, you're, you do, you do this. Why, you know, but long story short, he was, he was, he's a guy that was big on the team thing. He's, that was his, he's like, he's a coach. He's a, let's talk about, you know, different offenses and defenses and, and that kind of concept where he wasn't an individual trainer. And so started training his son. Um, he'd show up for everyone and kind of, you know, he kind of hang out on the side. And I could tell he was kind of not sizing me up, but really wanted to see, you know, what this guy has to offer. Um, yeah. I've said did a, a good enough job that all of a sudden he started inviting me into his groups, you know, and he's like, Hey, why don't you come to a session for the team that I'm, that I'm coaching and, and provide a, a little bit bigger group training. And I did that for a little bit and it just grew and grew. And next thing you know, he's calling me and he say, Hey, listen, you know, um, I got a network of kids you know, I have you know, access to gym space, uh, but I'm only one guy. I can only really help out. He's like, why don't we collaborate? And why don't we, you know, grow this a little bit? And um, it got to that point where, yeah, we were like, we, we put our heads together. We, you know, we kind of use all our resources and literally it kind of grown from, you know, 10, 12 kids to a couple hundred kids, you know, which is pretty wild in a, about a four year span. So relationships is, is kind of that key word. You just never know who's watching and, and, and how, you know, mutually you can benefit each other. And I think that's, that's been the big kicker for me in terms of scaling things in the way it has over the last couple of years. That's awesome. Um, so what does, what does prep stand for? That's funny. It was, it was, it was I don't need, again, I, it came quick, but um, prep stands for <laughs> Piner. So my last name, Piners, round ball, enhancement program so pioneers round ball enhancement program and that was kind of it and it was like man and it, again and it was just something that popped up and and made sense and i'm like that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to prepare these kids for success so i had a lot of cool you know hashtags prep for success and you know all this stuff that just just fit and flowed and and uh yeah it's just that's just been the thing i love it so what what has been one of your biggest lessons thus far business wise was it um you know, maybe gathering the troops, so to speak, was it getting a space uh, or was it just, it just kind of naturally unfolded. And once you made that connection with this gentleman, it kind of just, you know, manifested into what you wanted it to be. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest lesson, um, and I, I want to kind of speak to it a little bit, but again, yeah. cause I got into this to make money, right. Obviously it's a, yeah. it's a service that's working with youth. And, and so there's a bigger part to it. It's not just the money thing, but 
I think the biggest of the lesson I learned, you know, kind of getting started was I kind of undervalued my service. You know, it was like, you know, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, you know, I know kind of what some of these other guys in the area are charging. I'm going to go lower than them, you know, but it was almost one of those things where you, you know, that confidence that I know what I can bring to the table. I have, you know, maybe I don't have the credibility as a startup. You know, I don't have the guy who's going to the NBA or college or anything yet. But I think, you know, my, obviously my own playing experience, you know, my business kind of background, um, I, I had that credibility uh, but I don't think that confidence because I didn't have the resume of of this is what I've done so far, you know, so I think yeah. I really undervalued. And and so the lesson was, you know, again, I was getting all kinds of business, you know, and 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 yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, kind of what I was providing. But then I look at the the, the dollar per hour and it was just like, man, I'm out here, like I said, creating these unique, you know, training programs. You know, I was actually, you know, another thing that I was doing that I thought was kind of a step above others was, you know, I was filming our sessions and then literally going and editing and, and showing them kind of before and, you know, kind of a progress report, if you will. And, yeah. and obviously you guys know the editing. I mean, it, you know, yeah. tons of time that it takes. Tough, and yeah. I'm, I'm super amateur, so it probably took me even way longer. You know, so it was like I was putting all this time for, again, pretty low dollar per hour, you know, and, and I think yeah. what also came about as I started to grow, I was starting to get some, you know, some, some kids who weren't really that interested in being better. It was just kind of like, Oh, it's fun. It'll keep them in shape. And, you know, parents maybe were like, Hey, this is cheaper than <laughs> having them go to a, a summer camp or, a, you know, after school program. I can, you know, so it was, you start to get yeah. a little bit of that, like, you know, they don't really want it. They're, they're not, they're not getting training because they're trying to be better and trying to, you know, have, you know, they have these goals that they're aspiring to it was just, it was fun for, you know, and then there was that point where, I mean, I literally, I, I could potentially go to sessions and it was like that hour was the longest hour ever, man. Cause it was just like, oh, you know, where then there's <laughs> others, man, I couldn't wait to get there. Cause I knew they were hungry. I knew they were going to work outside of our sessions. They were going to work on their own. So that was a big thing. And I started, so once I, again, I, I kind of had a little bit more credibility. I was able to get that price point where it, it was, it kind of weeded out some of the ones who were doing it for just the, the recreation. And it was really kind of getting to, you know, these are the guys who are serious and, and, and wanting to grow their craft and it really made things fun. So that was probably my biggest lesson that I learned from starting out. So you mentioned a couple things you mentioned, um, and it's an interesting um, for parents out there with your kids in sports. It's a very interesting thing whether um, they're interested in the activity, right? To just have the 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 kid in activity, just stay busy. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but when you want to take it to the next level, um, you know that's when you get into like the travel leagues of thing. Like my son's in a, you know, he plays rec ball, baseball, but then there's like the travel, and obviously. The kids who play travel, you could tell they're very into it. The parents are into it. And just the level is so different. Um, and just having that awareness of the situation and your child helps the coach, you know, guide. And, and actually, uh, I mean, obviously, Earl, you could speak to it. You mentioned that you tailor the sessions based on that specific individual. I mean, when someone's just doing it for the activity sake, it almost, it's almost even a struggle for that. Cause if you're tailing it for them, you're just like, what are we doing? Just having exactly. out here? <laughs> and, and that's to that point. And that's where I was saying like the time thing, it was like, man, it wasn't just that hour on the court with them. 
because I had kind of put this in my, you know, my marketing and this is what, you know, my offering, it was like, I felt an obligation to do that. So, but it did, I kind of had to kind of scale that back a little bit and, and, yeah. and really kind of take that out uh, as a, this is what you're getting for your money. You know, again, I'd still had those ones who were hungry for it. And I kind of would, would still do some of those things, but yeah, that was, that was the big thing. It was like, man, listen, I want to be here and I want, I want to give you the best of me. <laughs> But if I yeah. feel like, yeah, you know, again, and I, and I'm okay with it. It's like, I'm okay with, with, um, you know, like you said, it being fun. And, and hey, if I'm helping your kids stay in, in shape and, and stay active, I'm cool with that too. However, you know, you do start to grow a business and you want your, you know, you're trying to build a brand and your reputation. It's like, you know, I want to, again, my thing was, I want you to be better than you were when we first started, you know, that yeah. to me, that shows that I'm doing my job. You know, now again, I, I, and I'm big on that. Like, you got to be willing to work in between time, just like anything in life. But, you know, it is tough. You get that kid, and it's like, man, I'll, you know, somebody's like, oh, yeah, Coach Earl trained me. And it's like, I'm okay with you not saying it, you know. And, and I know it sounds mean. I know it sounds mean, but that's that's the thing. And that's, again, a lot of that is, is again, it's, it's I think, part of my fault, like, right, because of, kind of you know me coming in and it was like I was almost begging for business right come yeah I'll take any now I'm to the point where I'm extremely selective and I can be you know it's like I've I've you know I've kind of kind of the business models change a little bit in the sense that I'm, I'm I'm obviously a little bit more smart with my time and and you know where I'm putting it but I can be a lot more selective and and I have had to turn people away you know absolutely um, all right. So let, let's start from the beginning. Right. So if a parent, um, you know, gets word of mouth or sees you on social media, um, their kid is all for it, wants to advance, wants to get better and is hungry. What can a client expect? What, what kind of experience is it? Is it a once a week thing? Do you tailor it to however many sessions a week? Is it a monthly thing? Um, and then what's the sessions? Are they always an hour, uh, days in a week? Kind of run us through that. A very high level it doesn't have to be super detailed, and obviously right. it depend on people's schedules and your schedule, of course. But very general. Yeah. So for the most part, it was yeah. The, the hour session was kind of that hot spot. I, you know, there were times where I'd have a little bit younger kid. Like I, my kind of my target was like ten to seventeen, or a little you know older as well. But ten to seventeen was okay. kind of that 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 prime market and you know obviously a little bit younger that the attention span they're not you're not getting an hour i don't care how good you are so yeah there were a few kind of special cases where they were a little younger and i'd say yeah i'll do a 30 minute here or maybe they they truly were extremely fresh and new and developmental where it was just like yeah again i don't i don't want them to again they're not going to absorb any of this anyway so but primarily our sessions um again i i kind of created that package because you can't in anything, whether whether it's basketball or anything that you're trying to get good at, you one session's not going to do it. You know, two sessions yeah. not going to do it. Um, so I, I kind of had like those packages, you know. And again, I had these fancy gold, silver, you know, bronze packages for my marketing. But you know, it was like minimums was like six sessions. I need at least six sessions to feel like I can help you. You know, and yeah. I think a big thing for me was um, I, I, when I did my drills and, and training, it was stuff that they could do on their own. You know, now, again, I might have an extra piece of equipment that they don't have. But, you know, I, I would always often tell them like, hey, you know, I have this you know, agility ladder or I have, you know, you can create this kind of stuff on your own without this actual stuff, you know, and you don't need to have every single advanced piece of equipment I do. But I try to 
I tried to, you know, do drills and things that they can go work on on their own. And I could tell I get the, the following week. I can tell right away if guys touch the ball or not, you know, I could just see it. So that was a key it was trying to keep it very basic, you know, not, a, not, not, I don't say not a lot, not, no gimmicks. You know, I see if you're on social media and you follow enough trainers, you're going to see all the gimmicks in the world and all these different products. And, you know, and it, it, it makes me cringe in a sense, you know, yeah. but um, it was, it truly was, it was like, can I keep it basic? Um, keep it tailored to them and, and be realistic with what they can do. Um, but also push them, you know, it's, it's, it's always trying to challenge them. And, and, and that was my big thing. Like, listen, if you can do every drill that we do here, um, we're not pushing you hard enough. You know, it's meant to be hard, but I also want to see, you know, I can also, that, that's also going to allow me to see if you're working outside of this, cause you're going to progress, you know? So, um, so that was it. And, you know, I'd go six, I think I had like a six, 10, 20 practice. 20 was kind of a, it's nice. You think, oh, I'm committing. I'm, I'm getting these people to commit to 20 sessions. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's a big commitment, you know, in the sense of, like you said, kind of schedules. And now I'm locked into, you know, almost, and it was once a week for the most part, some twice a week, but I'm locked into four or five months with this one individual. And I really got to rely on them, you know, wanting to do this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there were times where, I mean, it was, you know, locked. I mean, my schedule was crazy. I'm literally running from one session across the, you know, the the town to another. And, and, you know, I, at this point when I first started, I didn't have any kind of indoor gym space. Um, that's yeah. probably the, been the biggest hurdle for me. Uh, Cause there's just so many activities here that, you know, not just basketball that use our, you know, high schools and middle schools and, and all the, the centers that I did a lot of outdoor. I mean, literally, you know, elementary school, you know, outdoor, uh, hoops, you know, driveways, summertime was crazy because it's 90 degrees and, you know, I had yeah. to get creative with time of day. And, and then obviously I'm kind of slowed down in the wintertime and things like that. So I really had to kind of think forward about the game plan and, and kind of how I structured it with the, with the individual sessions. Um, yeah, no. So, um, so you talk a little bit about uh, the setup. So once you see a kid, right, how do you break it down? Do you, do you go from, um, do you already have written things planned out or is it just you're trying to see what they have and you have somewhat, you have, uh, you know, some skills and challenges uh, for them to go through so you get a better understanding of where they at and go from there? Because we had a, um, last week, actually, my buddy Evan was on here. He's a strength and conditioning coach and pretty much the same thing. He tailors all the workouts and his program to the individual because their wants and needs, their end result is sometimes different. Some people wanted to be in competitions. Some people just wanted to get into shape, etc. So when a kid first comes to you, is it your, um, you're analyzing how well they can do for a particular drill? Or like, how are you evaluating? Yeah. So that's what I typically, and that was kind of the thing I'd always offer a free one session a free session. And I would kind of have standardized drills in, you know, ball handling, shooting footwork. Um, You know, again, one-on-one it's hard to, you know, assess defense and things like that. So it was really more on the offensive side and I would literally kind of take them through and I could tell right away, you know, you know, can they, can they handle with both hands, you know, are they looking down off the floor? You know, so things like that, I'm kind of keying in. Um, you know, again, the shooting form, just, you know, basic stuff that I'm looking for. And, and from there I can tell, okay, I got to start <laughs> from, from square one or, Hey, they, they got enough that I can kind of, you know, get them started with some advanced stuff. Um, again, I'd had this conversation with the parents of, you know, what do you guys, cause I, to me, it was kind of a 360, you know, what, 
you know, the kids in their mind, they, they have an idea of what they, what they, what they're good at and what they need to improve. Right. And then parents yeah. are, have their own idea of what they, and then I see the evaluation. And I'm like, let's get on the same page. Obviously you guys are paying me. So I want right. to give you what you want. Um, you know, again, the kids obviously need to, you know, we need to be realistic for where you're at and what you, you know, what you want to do. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, my name's on this, right? So um, I think for me, my staple, and I see it across the board, is a lot of times the first thing they want to do, I want, he wants to be a better shooter. He wants to be, you know, and it's like, awesome. And I'd ask, okay, so, well, I wouldn't ask. I would look, okay, I'd take him through ball handling. And that's my biggest key is I'm like, if you can't handle the ball, you're not going to ever be a good shooter, in my opinion. You, you hmm. have you, you know, I see these kids, the lack of confidence that they have handling the ball, you know, they're never going to get an opportunity to, to, to get a shot. If you can't get open, you can't get get a shot. You know, so things like that where it's like, I don't care what you tell me. That's kind of was my, my, my one thing. We're always going to spend time ball handling, regardless of what you think. So, you know, again, I think part of that was my a little bit of my gift to kind of see things kind of quickly, you know, and, and then start to start to uh, kind of, you know, pull that potential out of them. That's funny. Remind, Goose, this reminds me of you, right? He gets clients. The kid wants a mohawk. The mom wants him to look like Justin Bieber. And Goose is like, dude, you don't have the hair for it. You know? <laughs> but also his name and reputation, because that kid's going to go around saying, I got my hair cut at Miguel's Riverside Barbershop. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And at the same time, like you were saying earlier, too, some kids want this haircut where you got to style it up. You know, they don't style their hair, so like it, it looks like a mess. You know, exactly. and then you got those kids. They, they wake up in the morning, they slap the gel, and they style their hair. So it's just, it's yeah, yeah, know who's who. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so let's switch things up a little bit here, Earl. Um, let's talk a little bit about while you're building the business. Talk a little bit about faith and leadership. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you were going through a transition in 2012, um, you know, diving deeper into your faith. So how did that apply? How, how did you, you know, your, your, your leadership skills that you already had developed and obviously continue to develop and your faith, how did that play into building your business with prep? Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, you, you know, I've always, I don't say always, but you know, I've been, you know, a believer for as long as I can remember, you know, again, I don't, I don't. Again, I think, you know, we go through phases, right, where it's like, you know, it was the church phase and always, and then it's kind of, you know, you're not going to church, but, you know, I still believe. And, you know, so there was never a point where I didn't believe, you know, I think it's just there's certain times in your life where it's, you know, that for me, I shouldn't say it to you guys, but for me, it was like there were, there were times where I was just more in tune with the relationship and, and, and being in the Bible and, and those things. So I think obviously, you know, you go through something like that, you know, it was, that was that period where I was, you know, I was, I was at church more. I was kind of, you know, um, in tune a little bit more. Cause again, I truly was in this, like, what in the world? Like <laughs> I just yeah. didn't, I had no clue why I was where I was. And, and it, and it, you know, again, it wasn't ever a questioning of, you know, why are you doing this to me? I just was like, I need answers, you know? So I think again, you know, when you're obedient, you're going to hear, hear his voice, you know, when you're not, you know, even though that voice is still there, you're just missing it. I think that was, that was for me, it was, it was kind of just that level of, you know, being obedient at that time and, and leaning on him. Um, like I said, I'm, I, I remarried and, and my wife now, obviously she's, she's same thing. We, it's funny. We actually, and we were going to the same church and no clue, you know, so it was like, she's, oh, wow. you know, she has a strong faith and she's been a, a major, 
factor in that because now you have you know two people who are you know have that relationship and you can hold each other accountable and and um so that kind of was there that i mean that that my faith has obviously grown leaps and bounds since since kind of that time frame and it and it hasn't wavered and it's again i think the blessings have come because of that it's like okay you know when you're obedient i'm gonna bless you you know even when we don't deserve it um yeah and he's he's blessed me more than i can can imagine right now and and i think that's again right now i haven't had um I shouldn't say I haven't had any, I haven't had many challenges. Like I said, it seems like it's kind of one of these, like, you know, it's almost like people are listening that are trying to start a business. It's almost a false sense of, man, it's, it doesn't sound like he's had any challenges with business. You know, I just think for me, it's been a timing thing. It's been a, you're, you're being faithful. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to put you through any more challenge with this, with, with this part of your life right now. You know, it's, and again, I, I know there, there are, you know, there could be and, and down the road and, and, and that's great. But right now it's, it, it truly has been a, uh, a smooth road from the, from a business standpoint. I think from a leadership standpoint, it, it's been more of that. It's been more of the, you know, growing myself in terms of a leader of my family and, and faith. You know, it's, it's like, you know, being that rock, um, you know, um, again, I, th- I don't think anything's changed in terms of my willingness to work. Um, I think, my example that I'm trying to set, I think it's just now I have more people relying on me. You know, I, again, my family's grown, right? Three kids, a wife, and um, just continually trying to be that example, you know, that leader for my family and, and for my, you know, for my business, for, you know, for, um, you know, my community in a sense. So um, I think it's just kind of goes hand in hand. Some of the things I've learned growing up and and then, you know, the, the uh, former business team that I've been a part of, it's just, it's little things from, all facets of your life kind of come together and you don't even realize them until you kind of reflect on it. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, so when we first met, um, we were, and actually when I got introduced to the personal development industry, uh, back in 2006, we dove deep, right. And just like, just like you mentioned, you know, with faith, with faith, you kind of, you go through these phases with uh, personal development. Um, a lot of our listeners are into personal development. So my question to you is, um, you know, are you still into, you know, reading or at least listening to uh, webinars or things like that to enhance your thinking, to sharpen yourself? Um, is it something that you kind of veered away from? Um, and if so, you know, what advice do you have? You know, how do you digest that information? Is it like driving into work? Is it just specific time of day? Um, yeah. We're big into personal development here. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, I think for me, and, and again, it's, you know, it's funny because, you know, you hear personal development. I'm about to say a statement that's probably so anti with a year because it's, you know, it's kind of like you're going to make time for what's important. Right. And 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 I think I've kind of gotten in that phase where my life is so busy, it's hard to sit down and read a book. You know, I have yep. a, an 11 year old, seven year old, five year old, you know, trying to grow a bit. Oh, yeah. so, you know. So I, I say all that to say it's 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 been hard to do the reading like I want. So yeah, I, I'm I'm into the podcast and I'm you know I follow some you know you know obviously leadership principle like uh, podcasts and things like that. It's kind of been more of my my book, if you will. You know, I mean the book yeah. I've been reading the most is is the Bible. You know, in the sense yeah. that that's between that and my daily devotions and things like that. Um, really, the only books books that I've been reading lately are um, more parenting stuff. <laughs> um, wow. You know, nice. which is, you know, again, um, my wife and I, you know, we again, because now, you know, basically we're a part of a, a kiss step family. Right. So that's kind of been yeah. our challenge with her kind of integrating into, you know, with with my my older son. And again, there's a whole different story with with kind of that 
you know, that, that situation. But, um, you know, so a lot of it's been that kind of stuff of, um, you know, some of just the, the, from a biblical perspective and parenting and kind of the step parenting thing. And, and so in a sense, it's still that self-development and personal development, but it's not really geared towards the, the business side of the thing. It's more just, you know, the leadership within the home type of stuff that I've been kind of more in tune with lately. Cause it's, it's kind of been the, the need right now for the, uh, the, the phase that our kids are in, you know, and, and us just making sure that we're doing what we need to do to be, be, um, you know, the examples for our family. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, what better information to digest if, you know, than things that are actually applicable to your situation. And all of that is, you know, personal development. That is growing the relationships uh, with your wife, with your children. That's all, you know, that's literally what we want. That's, 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 that's gold to us, uh, you know, and for us to surround ourselves around people who are uh, trying at least to improve themselves, let alone, you know, not, you know, expecting anyone to read, you know, 40 books in a month or anything like that. It's just a pursuit. It's like, you're going through it. And, you know, part of personal development isn't just so for, you know, I'm not saying this to Earl, I'm saying this to the listeners, isn't just you reading a book and listen to a webinar. Part, part of it is experiencing something and actually while you're driving into work, thinking and processing things and how could I have handled that better? Or how could I have, you know, um, you know, done something differently to improve that uh, particular situation? So it's not necessarily just reading, it's actually working through those um, ideas and those, those, those problems within yourself. And then the next time it happens apply those lessons. So all this stuff is every little bit of it helps. It's, um, cause then you have the guy and I was the, I was the guy at one point, you know, reading 50 books a month and, you know, applying nothing. I was just running through the books just to say, I read a dang book. So it, you know, it's very different than, you know, then you got one guy, for example, just reading the Bible or, one book that impacted that person, they read that book and they keep reading that, that same exact book or that same verse or that same, um, you know, whatever, a piece of scripture. And they're constantly changing. They're constantly improving. So it doesn't take much. Um, so, so I definitely appreciate that. Um, all right. So one of the questions we like to ask our guests, obviously you have kids. So this is our favorite because we all have kids is how do you manage, uh, the work-life balance, right? And so right now I can hear my youngest. <laughs> I think he's um, probably doing something he probably shouldn't. I either hear him crying. I don't know if it's because he uh, bumped his head or something or he's getting yelled at. Uh, but so how do you manage, what's the best way that works for you, um, the work-life balance? How do you turn it off and turn it back on? Yeah. Um, I, again, I can't say I'm perfect at I think it's been, I'm conscious sure. of it. And I've yeah. been conscious of it, uh, which has helped. Um, I think, you know, we're in this world now, especially COVID and all that stuff where a lot of people are working from home. I, you know, I've again, I still have the full-time gig, right? And that's a whole different yeah. world. Um, but, I'm, you know, I think I've always, since all, all of our kids, since they've been, you know, since I've had them, I've pretty much worked from home to some degree, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think they, you know, they're, they're all, they see me, you know, I'm always here. That's awesome. Um, and so it is. And, and I think my wife's done it. She's, she's big on this is that, you know, they need, you know, it sounds counter, but it's kind of like, you know, you need to let them know you're not always accessible. They see you and they don't realize mm-hmm. you're working, you know, it's like, daddy's yeah. always here. 
And so there was those times where, you know, it was, it it would kind of bleed, you know, I'm working, but then it's like, I'd come down and hang out and do something. And then it's like, you know, it was almost confusing to them. Kind of like, you know, you're telling me he's working, but he's down here, you know, messing around with me or playing (laughs) around with me. Right. And then, you know, I'm shutting the the work computer off and I'm running out to go do training and back and forth, you know, and, and there were times again, where it was, it was like, you know, I, I'd had those moments where, you know, I'm on, on the way out the door and the kids are like, where are you going, dad? And I'm like, oh, going to basketball training, you know, and, and, and then it got to points where I'm like leaving and they're like, you're going to basketball training, aren't you? You know what I mean? And it was almost yeah. like that tone of like they were sad, you know, but then it's like my again, I got to give all the credit to my wife because she was so big on always reinforcing that. You know, daddy's going out to to work so that we can have this the stuff that we have and you know, always just edify me and, and my work ethic to instill in them, you know, the values they should have. Uh, but it also still was like, man, you know, if, you know, I go out the house feeling bad that you know I wasn't able to hang out with them today like I did. And so, you know, a lot of that was kind of having those, you know, those fine points of, you know, kind of talking to her, like, hey, do you want me to, you know, you know have trainings back to back one day, you know, and then I have a couple of days free or would you rather me do one here, one next day, you know, where I'm, I'm not out all, you know, all, all the time in the evening. And so it was, a lot of it was conversation with her, kind of what would help her out. Um, but then, I'll, and then some of it was just setting boundaries. Like, you know, when I was training, I'm like, I'm not doing Friday nights, Friday, you know, Fridays off limits, you know, as much as possible, you know, even the weekends, it was like, I'll do as much stuff in the the, the days, you know, uh, weeknights and, you know, but I kind of had those days where it was set for just the family, you know, and things have changed now because our kids are in involved in sports and, and all of that. But um, it truly was kind of setting those boundaries. And again, even with my wife, you know, we, we, um, it's funny because I was telling you, I got to get creative today because, you know, we kind of had that set bedtime at eight o'clock. For the yeah. most times, I mean, that's it, you know, so because um, we, you know, we value our time, you know, but not, you know, nothing but sitting on the couch and, and hanging out, watching whatever we watch, you know, for a couple hours before bed. But, you know, again, I think it's still a, a work in progress, but I, I think part of it was just being conscious of you need to have that balance. You need to have that cut off and start time and, and, and boundaries and things like that, you know, and it's not just hustling to get that next client. Is it really, is it really worth it in the grand scheme, you know? I love it. I love it. Setting boundaries, having that open discussion. Dude, because you're right, man. I mean, sometimes, you know, we get you, you get, you can get into that groove of like, man, I'm making things happen. I'm doing X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And if you don't have that little conversation um, to set, and it's expectations, right? Because my expectations, I'm thinking like, dang, everyone should be, everyone should be proud. You should be happy. I'm making it happen. And in the back of their mind, like, I expected you to be here. So our expectations are totally different. And then all of a sudden we're looking at each other like you're mad at me and I'm mad at you. I'm everyone. The kids are confused. Um, but uh, and everyone's intentions were well. Right. And so that that's the that's the thing that, you know, to take home. Everyone intended to, you know, do well or, or act, you know, accordingly. But our expectations are totally different. So that five minute conversation, say, hey. Um, you know, and planning things out, we have like a family calendar just so we're all aware of what's going on and when, um, just for that exact reason. Cause I would get all, you know, puzzled and like, where are you going now? Where are you going? Pull one kid, you gotta stay with him. And, um, a lot of it's just communication, just being on the same page. You don't have to be perfect. Like you said, don't have to be perfect. And it's always a work in progress, but communication is huge. It is so huge. You stop yourself. So many arguments. (laughs) 
<laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. I think too, I've, I've now I'm at that point too, because my two oldest play, play yeah. ball. So now I'm able to include them. You know, again, I'm doing a lot more group trainings um, just that economically, it makes more sense to, you know, yeah. do that over the, the onesies and twosies here and there. So I'm able to include them in, in my group stuff, you know, which is nice. It's, it's, they're getting that, you know, that access and they're hanging out with that at the same time. So that, that's been kind of a, a benefit too, now that they're a little bit older and, and able to do that kind of stuff too, which is pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. That's a win-win. Um, all right. Two more questions and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. So in your opinion, what about your childhood contributed to your current success? So was it like, you know, like watching your parents 100%, work hard yeah. or just put in that work ethic? Um, or maybe it was another family member or whatever, someone you looked up to. Something about your childhood you think is still every day contributes to your current success. Right. Yeah. No, 100 percent. My dad. Um, yeah. And no, let me give my mom some love. First off, she was, you know, extremely loving, supportive, encouraging, you know, anything that we did. Um, Absolutely. I think, but just as a, as a, as a man, yeah. seeing my dad, I mean, my dad, literally his work ethic is on, even to this day, it's unmatched. I mean, he was, you know, working a graveyard shift. He was coaching our teams. He was, you know, involved in like, you know, some of the, like, he's like a town official, you know, uh, yeah. And then you can name another other thing. So, I mean, his work ethic, it was constant, a constant grind for him. He was out. He actually was in, in a business as well, a side business. Yeah. Um, and as busy as he was, though, I never like he was always present. Sounds crazy, but yeah. it was like he never missed games. He coached our teams. Um, you know, he was always there in that sense. And so I think that was that's a huge thing was seeing his work ethic, his presence and then just his servant's heart. I mean, literally knew everybody. He'd do anything for anybody. And I think, you know, again, at the time I didn't, you know, again, and that's, that's part of those things where, yeah, I do walk out of the house and I hear my kids say, Oh, you're going to basketball again, where I'm like, in that moment, you kind of feel that guilt. But then I'm also thinking back, like, they're not going to, they're not going to remember that night. They're going to remember like me, remember how like my dad grinded for us and provided for us. And so um, that's the biggest thing is that that's probably the biggest thing for my childhood, that childhood success that I was able to, you know, emulate in my mind and, and, and kind of do the things that he's doing. Hopefully my kids will, you know, think, think, think of those things the same way I think of them with him. I love it. All right. And our final question, um, and then we'll, we'll uh, allow you to um, share your, your, your social media handles or websites, whatever you want to share so people can connect with you. Um, what is your recommendation to anyone trying to jump into the coaching business? So we have several, we have some people who are on the fence on uh, what they want to do. Um, or should they start that new little venture? Should they start that new project? Um, what, if someone's trying to get into the coaching business, what's, you know, one or two pieces of advice you would give them based off uh, your experience? Yeah. I mean, again, I think um, number one is, is do it for the right reasons. Right. Um, and what I say by that is, is, you know, you're, you're, especially if you're dealing with, you know, young kids, I mean, you're so, like, yeah. it's just a, a, a most, you know, just the influence that you can have that you might not even know, you know, um, doing it for the right reasons. Again, I, I kind of go back to, you just mentioned social media and it's like, you know, I know I've already mentioned, I, I do videos here and there, you know, I, I but it's, it was my, my videos were, more of a, I want to show you progress. Right. And, yeah. you know, I'll post some stuff and, and things obviously to kind of show, but it was, but I see these other, I see, I see a lot of, of, uh, 
trainers out there that is it literally they're trying to get that one shot and it's to to promote them and it's trying to you know again there you know or it's the you know they had a session with this guy 10 years ago and now he's he's in the training and it's like oh that's my guy that's my day one and you know all these right. things where it's just like are you are you are you really doing this because you want to see a kid get better or are you you know you're trying to be you know hope you get that nba look you know so i think number one is doing it for the right reasons you know and 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 in this industry it has to be about the kids and, and helping them get better um and then and really just kind of blaze your own trail you know it's like you know I, everybody has their own de- definition of success and i think for me what's been great um is that i didn't kind of necessarily go the normal path you know i, I you know i think i mentioned earlier probably my biggest obstacle is is the gym space and mm-hmm. uh, again because of relationships i've kind of gotten some of that and, and kind of more than i expected if you will but yeah initially coming in it was kind of like you know i was reaching out to people and it was like hey we'll give you all the space you want if you coach one of our teams or, you know, one of our AAU teams. And it was like, there was that moment where I was like, Oh, that sounds good. But then I'm like, okay, I do that. Now I'm every weekend away from my family, you know, at these tournaments because I wanted somebody's gym space, you know, and I chose not to do that. So yeah, maybe my, my growth was a little slower and maybe it wasn't, but you know, I'm glad I didn't go that path. I was able to kind of go at my own pace and, and do it the right way. And I think for me, it's, going to be a little bit you know the exponential growth is going to be better than kind of conforming to that normal way of getting in the door you know so that's it do it for the right reasons you know be willing to blaze your own trail you know especially if you believe that trail can work and then uh you know obviously you know faith if that's your if if that's your route you know obviously lean on lean on the lord you know and 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 it's it's gonna it's all gonna come together well said well said all right so if Folks wanted to reach out to you, wanted to connect to you um, or connect with you. What's the best way? Is it social media? Is it uh, on Instagram? Is it some other format? Um, if you don't mind sharing your handle. Yeah, Instagram's the way right now. Yes, I'm at, at PrepBball, P-R-E-P-B-B-A-L. L. I just had to think about how to spell it, right? PrepBball. I'm like, I'm not used to giving it out like that, right? But yeah, at PrepBball. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And obviously we'll tag Earl in um, all of our social media posts. So you'll easily have access to that as well. Um, all right. So we like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by, by Ken Perot. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow you want. Today is the opportunity to build the tomorrow you want. And the second one by Wayne Dyer. If you believe it'll work out, you'll see opportunities. If you don't believe it'll work out, you'll see obstacles. All right, so there you have it. Earl, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. That was awesome. That was awesome. Prep basketball. In this episode, we have special guest Earl Piner. We cover topics that range from basketball business, coaching, faith, leadership, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ken Perot and Wayne Dyer. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>